but I will say I do admire a lot of journalists who do have newsletters and who do have their own little podcasts. I think that's always important to have something outside of writing as a medium and to explore different mediums as well. Audio is definitely a cool one as well. Like having, being a, being on this podcast is like really interesting, interesting experience so far for me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. How do you like it so far? <laughs> I feel like I was definitely nervous because I didn't expect, like, I didn't know what to expect, but I think now I'm like, okay, we have these conversations. Like, I know what I, I guess I kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, I was surprised at some of the things I said on here so far. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desire where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle. India Roby is a fashion writer. Hater first, writer second. India Roby is now on Wear Many Hats. How's it going? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hi, I'm doing amazing. How are you? Good. Usually I have these long drawn out intros but I decided for this one to keep it short and sweet. I see, I see you're also quoting my uh, Instagram bio. <laughs> yes, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> no, I'm definitely like an undercover hater. I feel like like people, when they first look at me, they wouldn't expect me to be like, like have the personality that I have. But I think mm -hmm. once you get to know me, you're like, oh shit, like you're kind of, you're kind of interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wanted to do something that was a bit funny and true to myself. <laughs> Speaking of funny, you are very funny. Your stories are hilarious. Oh, thank you. I like, I honestly like not even trying to be funny, but that's just like, I just find things like that I come across just fucking hilarious. So I'm like, why not like mm -hmm. share it with people? <laughs> I hope that, or I see that in your future, maybe improv comedy comedian. You think so? Oh my God. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But you know, it's funny because I always say that sometimes like, I make myself laugh because I just mm -hmm. think the things that I think about and say are stupid as hell. <laughs> and so I'm always joking with like my family or friends and I'm like, I should just drop out of school. Well, I'm not in school anymore, but I was like, I should drop out of school and like be a comedian or something mm -hmm. or, you know, fuck writing. I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> maybe. Maybe my future. That would have been so good. Did you study writing <laughs> in college? Yeah. Um, I went to the new school and I majored in... Yeah, I majored in journalism and I minored in fashion communication. I graduated actually last year, so still kind of fresh out of college, fresh. but I guess not really anymore. Damn, we never had any freshies <laughs> on the pod. Really? Oh my god, I'm honored to be the first fan. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm over at the new school area, like Union Street, 14th, or Union Square, 14th Street area. I'm always at that Beacon's Closet, that tiny ass Beacon's Closet. Oh my God. I When I first moved to New York, like I always went there, but I think now as I've like been living in New York for a few years, I'm like, absolutely not. That's like the worst location to go to. Like, um, I don't know. But yeah, I used to always go there when I was still in school and we were still on campus and stuff. That was a time, I would say. That was definitely a time. I mean, I don't usually pop off over there. I, I usually go to my beacons that are in Greenpoint or Bushwick. Same, same. Because that's where it's at. No, literally, they have like the best selection, more space. Like, come on. Like, it, it's a, I think it's a rule not to surf in the city at this point, unless you're looking for like specific items or maybe even designer goods. Like, you just don't go right. to Manhattan for thrifting. Why do you say that? Well, I think like it's very overhyped. I think at this point with thrifting culture being so big mm -hmm. nowadays, everyone's first instinct is to go to the city. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even Bushwick and like Brooklyn in general, it's very like picked through and like 
you're not going to get as many good items. You won't find as many good items as you used to in the past. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think the further away from the city and the further away from people, the better. So like, I mean, that's why I say Brooklyn is better. But if I had the choice, if I had a car, I'd probably be in like Long Island, New Jersey thing. Oh, wow. You're going deep. I love it. You probably know like yeah. the secrets and the bins and whatnot. Oh, no. I mean, I see my friends do it, but I've never actually went out because I think my schedule has just been so busy. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, that's a goal of mine to like venture out and like go out of the city and go thrifting for sure. It's definitely the wild, wild west. I can <laughs> say that for sure. Yeah, definitely. I went to my first ever Rose Bowl flea market based in mm. Pasadena. Oh, nice. And it is what they say it is. It is hectic. It is never ending. And it's like the desert, basically. And you definitely need to pay like five. You need to break the bank and pay $5 for a water bottle, a Dasani oh. water bottle. Like it's like a whole event basically it's crazy but you do no. find a lot of good stuff no definitely but i also think it's interesting how like thrifting culture has changed so much because like i know people talk about this probably a lot somewhere out there on the internet but like even growing up with thrifting and like shopping secondhand being looked down upon to see it now being like an entire subculture mm-hmm. or like not even like a I guess you could say subculture, but I'd say like it's really like prominent today. Mm-hmm. Like it's just always surprising to see how it's changed because I remember like being so ashamed to like have things from Goodwill because I didn't grow up rich at all. So Same. Um, that was like the only way I could shop. So I don't know. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> things come full circle, I guess, and things are changing. But no, I always think about that when I see the girls on tiktok thrifting and doing Insane. their little pop stores yeah <laughs> blast from the past now that you say that because yes things have changed i grew up poor as fuck in the suburbs and i would always go to the goodwill that's by my house and always find like really really good items i grew up in the age where like girl jeans were a thing so I bought like <laughs> I bought my first red girl jeans at the Goodwill and they were so sick because they were like pinstriped. And then people started making the way to like tight pants. And then that's where you would buy like your trip jeans or your tight pants from Hot Topic. And then Oh my god. On and on and on and on and on. And now it's back. This whole indie sleaze era. Like mm-hmm. I I just saw the other day someone story that someone on the subway was using an ipod oh that was me i think that, that was, was you yo yeah, you got it so <laughs> that's insane <laughs> no it's back i'm telling you no i think okay oh unpopular God, I can't opinion for <laughs> <laughs> no i posted that i was like the mp3 players are back i love it <laughs> like i don't know i think no, my thoughts, like, when I saw this guy, it was, like, an old man, obviously, but just seeing him, he had, like, the little leather case over his iPod and everything. I was, like, we need to bring this back. Like, technology is too complicated. Like, let's go back. Um, I think I kind of missed that era because I was still pretty young when I was, when, like, those things came out, but, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't able to, like, buy those things myself, obviously, but I no. still was, I still grew, like, grew up around it. And so it's like, damn, I kind of miss like those little things. Um, who knew like our, the way we listen to music would be so different. Like just a few years later, it's kind of insane. Um, it really is insane yeah. only because of the fact that, so when I was in Los Angeles, I did not expect to lose my AirPods for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And when I lost my AirPods, I, immediately thought you know what i'm gonna try to be this it girl and go wired headphones Mm -hmm. so just the like just with the strings and whatnot and going back to my roots of having those headphones suddenly out of nowhere we found a a mikey's hookup i don't know if you know mikey's hookup but there's one in williamsburg it's a tech store and I never thought I'd run into the Mikey's hookup in 
Los Angeles. So I bought those Air AirBuds. And no, I want to go back to AirPods. I hate them. They're so bad. I just like I forgot how much it was annoying because it got tangled and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. I actually started using my wireless headphones again. I don't know what's wrong with like. So I have like the AirPod um, second generation mm-hmm. AirPods, like their OG ones, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's happened, but I feel like the the um the rumor is true that apple like makes things break after a while and like it's just really hard for me to like connect it to my phone like it's always glitching so i started using my wired headphones even today um sometimes when i don't feel like using the airpod maxes that i have right now but no it's really a hassle like it gets tangled up in all my purse like with all the straps that i have and like it's hard to like tuck it away in my pocket and then it's like I don't know, but I still like it though. I, there's something about a wired headphone that I'm like, oh, back to the good old days. Like this is like peak cool girlness, you know, at the moment. It really is, and also gonna bring it back real quick. I had to last minute switch it up because I thought Jade was your last name, but it's actually Roby. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> India Jade sounds like a tea I would drink though. Just saying. I'm screaming. No, I, <laughs> no. A lot of people think my name is like I go by India Jade, but to be honest, I decided to go by go by my first and middle name, like right. back in middle school. So like, it's not anything. Like, I don't care if you call me India Jade or like India Roby. Anything's fine. Um, nothing too much. No, there's not like a lot of thought that went behind um, doing that. <laughs> no, which is which is great because who. You're just mysterious in some sort of fashion. I mean, I don't know. Like India Jade, India Roby, like who knows? You'll you'll probably drop the Roby or Jade and just be straight India going Zendaya style. We'll never know. No, honestly, it's funny <laughs> because every time no, my mom, she named me India Jade because Every time, like, I think these days, especially since I'm a writer now, I'm like, I'm in my career. My mm-hmm. mom, she's like, I knew you always be famous. I knew you always blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mom, shut up. I'm not even famous. <laughs> I'm just a writer. <laughs> like, clear difference. But she's like, yeah, I knew you'd be like a celebrity. So I wanted to name you something pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom is right so now. funny sometimes. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, speaking of famous, you've been popping off at New York Fashion Week, so uh, give us the rundown. <laughs> oh God, no! I okay. New York Fashion Week is like work. Like New York Fashion Week was work for me. Um, this was my first time going as a writer, um, mm-hmm. as a nylon writer, because last season for fall, um, twenty, no, spring twenty twenty two. Um, last season in September. Um, I actually was away. I wasn't in New York because I had just got the nylon job around that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that I was going to get the job. So I actually went to Hawaii and LA. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just didn't think that I was going to get a job so soon. So I was like reporting about New York Fashion Week um, on my vacation. I don't recommend it because the time difference like killed me. But right. um, no, this New York Fashion Week was really fun. Um, it was a lot. I didn't eat that much. I didn't get that much sleep. I was out every day from morning to night, but it was one of those things that like, I'm always going to remember as like my first fashion week. Like I wanted it to be as packed as possible. And it was really fun, especially since I had like my other writer friends with me and Mm -hmm. it was good. It was good. What were the shows you went to? Ooh. Okay. Even though this happened like a couple weeks ago, I'm already forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think what shows I went to shows like Tia Adola, um, Saint Centra, Christian Cohen. I went to the Blondes. I know the Blondes. The Blondes closed New York Fashion Week, so I definitely remember that. Um, I've been to like some sh- like smaller designers um, that were presenting at Spring Studios downtown. I went to some presentations like. Colin Lacasio, um, Tanner Fletcher, like these upcoming um, designers were really, really good this season. Um, I, and I think I always like New York Fashion Week because of their upcoming designers. Like they're always pretty good. Um, 
but yeah I was going to like little events here and there too and like trying to go to after parties if I could if I had the energy um no it was really good I think those are like the main the main shows oh and Kalina Shrada they had like a little movie and that was pretty fun for their little presentation no that and that's amazing at least it's one of the brands that I know that you mentioned <laughs> but I love no, them. yeah um uh, yeah, they're really cool. I thought it was really cute. I think, like, people are still, we're still getting used to, like, presentations and, like, in-person stuff being hybrid. So, like, it's always interesting to see how designers are, like, doing something new every season. Because I know that, like, having having to present twice a year is always, like, repetitive and, like, can be draining. So it's always interesting to see how they're, like, reinventing and, like, reimagining right. fashion. It's always like, fun sounds like a lot but you definitely got it in and also you met some famous friends like the like the girl on gossip girl <laughs> oh yeah i met zion moreno that's my bestie um, oh wow no, bestie's I, nice no literally i met her at christian cohen and i was just sitting down after the show me and my friends and my friends tap me on the shoulder and they're like, oh my God, Zion from Gossip Girl just walked past. I literally never got up so fast because I kind of describe myself as like an introvert, a bold introvert. Mm -hmm. So like I'm introverted, of course, but I'm not afraid to like do things in, a, in like the heat of the moment because I'm like, who's going to be my ass? Who's going to check me first of all? Right. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. So <laughs> I like hurried up down the hallway to the elevator and I saw her and I was like, hi like my friends told me you just walked past and I literally like ran to come meet you um I was like I'm India blah 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 like I'm a fan of your work like you're stunning you look gorgeous like have a great fashion week um and we also got like videos together and like a picture I think like she's just so sweet and literally after that day I saw her like every other event since <laughs> even like last week not even fashion week related but I saw her last week um for Yves Saint Laurent like they had like a little beauty event and I saw her too so it's like I keep running into her I ran to her at like Laquan Smith and like I don't know she was just she's such a great person honestly like yeah I fangirl <laughs> a little bit I blush I blush no I, <laughs> me as well I fangirl all the time it's insane I just fangirled recently to a bunch of authors I just met and oh, nice. love their work. Mary H.K. Choi, she writes a book called Yoke, Permanent Record, mm -hmm. Emergency Contact, very wonderful author. And also Hanif, if you're familiar with Hanif Abdurraqib, he's phenomenal as well. And they both have podcasts, but I was fangirling and I guess it's because I don't know how to talk anymore, but I have a podcast <laughs> and I have a know how. Yeah. So, but also when you met your new bestie, you said that you made videos, you have, you made videos like TikTok videos and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So I recorded the video one for myself, but two, because I was making a, uh, New York Fashion Week roundup video for Nylon's like official TikTok page mm -hmm. and this was just something fun that I wanted to do like no one told me that I had to do this um but yeah I included it in that one that recently the video actually recently went up as like a New York Fashion Week recap like oh we missed New York Fashion Week already kind of video um but no yeah it's there and it's just me and her like waving to the camera like hi like uh <laughs> no she's definitely she's amazing I just love that you guys have the time to do that too. Cause usually when you meet someone you like have like, or someone famous, you have like a weird five minute window, I guess you could say, or five to 10 minute window before like, you know, in New York people move really fast. So you just like want to exchange your name, a little bit of like why you love them or like what they do and then get a picture, but to add the video and that's phenomenal. <laughs> No, yeah, I literally, I think it was like within five minutes, I was like, hi, I'm India, I'm a fan, you look stunning, let's get a video. <laughs> and then after that, literally, like, she followed me back on Instagram, like, she watches my stories till this day, like, 
that's bestie for real i hope she's having a great day wherever she is <laughs> <laughs> like i love that woman um <laughs> that's phenomenal uh i'm guessing so you like the new gossip girl yeah i know i don't care what the haters say i love it <laughs> i feel like i feel like people take too, like things way too seriously and they analyze right. it too deeply but mm -hmm. it's like yes there can be like i'm not saying the gossip girl the reboot is perfect in any way and there are also some questionable things like oh my god this is kind of stupid but like for what it's worth and like if you look at it for what it is like it's not that bad and i don't mm -hmm. know i just love things that are like so cringy is good mm -hmm. like i love those feel good i like watching like series and movies that are like so good like there's not too much thought behind them mm -hmm. like you just watch it for fun i wish people would have fun <laughs> watching things or like enjoying things like not everything has to be a little conversation to be had like mm -hmm. just watch the show or don't so true um yeah love is blind is one of those shows that is so cringy i cannot oh my god i've only seen one episode and oh, wow all i can say is wow are you watching the first season or the second season the first season only the first episode i don't think i can do any oh my god like it's just so bizarre it's so bizarre mm -hmm. I watched all of the first season. That was insane. But right. the second season, I didn't think it could get worse. But the second season <laughs> is like fucking crazy. I honestly, after a while, I only, I think I only watched like five episodes. And then I kept getting spoiled so much on Twitter. that I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go straight to the reunion episode. Because mm -hmm. I already know what happened. Mm -hmm. Literally, the reunion was crazy. I was like, these people have lost it. And not even like these people. <laughs> I would say like a good like people on the show um i think you get if you're if you're a fan of love is blind season two you already know who i'm talking about but that's in i mean i didn't think it could get any worse but that's insane that you said that it can be it can indeed get worse yeah it's it's it, yeah <laughs> oh, i had man. to like pause i think i had to pause the show multiple times because i was like i can't take this let me digest the cringe Mm -hmm. let me digest this and then let me get back to it because i couldn't just watch it all in one shot like it's a lot digest the cringe wow trademark that yeah india rovi um <laughs> what what's today's day march 7 2022 yeah <laughs> um speaking of gossip girl one of my good friends and guests of the pod cam he works on gossip girl and it's amazing that i did visit him on set like once but i it's kind of bizarre that they shut the locations down like it's like blocks and blocks and blocks like people every you know everyone's on the show i'm sure like it's everyone that you love on the show <laughs> Of course, um, of course. Because it. Do you think that Gossip Girl is? Ugh, I don't want to say this because it's not really tr like true, but it's like at all. To be honest with you, like Gossip Girl is the euphoria of New York, but not really. <laughs> Wait, um, it depends on what we're like what we're judging it off of. Right. I think like. The characters are not the characters, oh, yeah. but like the actors is like very, it feels like uh, sort of similar, but not really. Like, Gossip Girl doesn't really have a Zendaya, like an all star cast, but they do have like influencers and whatnot. Like, mm. it's like not there, know. it's not that, not there to be like a great, go like a great like a great euphoria but i want a new york I'm euphoria. Trying to think no i definitely think i honestly think that like hbo and like all these shows have so much opportunity to make that happen but i feel like a lot of the like what is it coming of age shows that we see they mm. always get canceled like grand army on netflix mm. oh netflix is going to jail for canceling that like <laughs> I want to sue them so bad. Like, 
I don't know, just things like that are like generational HBO. Like mm-hmm. these shows that are so good and have potential, like mm. they always cancel them. Generation okay. is. Mm. Don't come for me. I love Generation. I don't care what anyone says. That was a show. That was a show. <laughs> and, a what show. Was, and what was that other show that Kid Cudi was in too? Oh. And Chloe Sevenini. Um We are who we are. Oh, I haven't watched that one actually. <laughs> mm. I totally hear what you're saying. These like coming of age shows, they like, I don't know. It's a lot of hit or miss. Euphoria, I know, was like based on another show, but right. it's it's interesting that, well, you and we've been both keeping tabs on Euphoria. Like, of course, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Even though we're both based in New York, it feels like I'm in a different time zone because you see it first, and then like I like just take a little taste of your stories and be like, oh wow like i can see what's going on now. like i don't have to go to twitter to find out because india's got it written up oh, yeah. a little taste but I, I gotta watch it the next day because i am t- so exhausted from work the the day it airs but how do you feel about this new season featuring you know chloe cherry which you called that porn Ooh. star girl and <laughs> <laughs> you saw yeah. her and um dominic Fike. Okay, in my defense, I New York Fashion was so busy, I did not have time to search up anyone's name. So I'm sorry for calling her the porn star girl, but no, she's iconic. I actually love Chloe Cherry. She's like making her way in fashion, love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um She really is. And of course Dominic Spike. Like that Dominic Spike, I'm gonna already proclaim it now. That's my husband. I don't care. Wow. Um <laughs> like I talk about him, I think about him every day. Like Wow. <laughs> I know, but okay, Euphoria, I think I took it like as it was. Obviously, it wasn't as great as the first season because I think the first season had a lot more intention mm-hmm. behind it and behind everything that happened and even mm-hmm. like the way they had the episode set up where I feel like the second season, Sam Levinson just put a whole bunch of drama together and just hoped that we would get it and we don't. Mm. Like... <laughs> He kind of left a lot of things up for interpre- like interpretation and like things up in the air rather mm-hmm. than resolving them or having even like remotely a path of being resolved. Um, but I did enjoy the season though. Like I don't care what anyone says. I, I loved it. I love drama. I, I loved, loved it. it. Like <laughs> I love the mess. I love the drama. I'm just curious to see how they're going to do season three and also concerned about it because it's like we're not going to get it for the next couple of years will people still care about it the same way we do now mm. like because i think the people who are watching it now like they're around our age like we're getting older we're gonna have different responsibilities like am i going to be tapped into a whole bunch of like adults playing high schoolers still i don't know <laughs> and they're definitely... Fike, though. well okay See, Dominic Fike was interesting because I'm not a fan of Dominic Fike's music, but I'm very well aware of who he is, which is interesting to me because I, I'm a guy that when I watch something or hear something out, like I'm really, really good at telling like, or like seeing like these faces and be like, wait, is that Dominic Fike? Like what? Or like if I listen to something on the radio and like this is that band this is that song or like and when i first saw dominic fike in the first episode of the second season i was like they got him they got him on the show like what and you know none of my friends know who he is so i'm like really weirdly like in this weird in-between world yeah i mean i just think it's funny because i do have friends that uh have seen dominic fike live and say that he's really really good um but when i hear his music i'm like wow this is like not my vibe it's so weird but you love him oh i love his i love his style like that's bae i'm sorry oh (laughs) 
No, but same with <laughs> same with Euphoria. No, I thought it was funny that they casted him of all people they could have casted. I actually did a like a email interview with him when I first started Nylon. It was like in September. So like really recently after I started. Right. And he's just such a like you just know he doesn't give a fuck and I love it. Like our interview had no substance to it, but I loved it anyway. Um, but no, I liked his, I liked him in Euphoria a lot. I think I know people don't like his character, but I don't know if it's because I'm like faced by the fact that he's Dominic Spike, <laughs> or like do I actually like Elliot? But I like Elliot. I'm sorry. I don't care what the girls say. I love him. That's like, wild. That's wild that you say that people hate on Elliot only because of the fact that like or like hate on his character because I thought he was a great character you don't really see because yeah. I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia and I've gone through a similar euphoria situation I like to mm. I don't like to tell that that to people but you don't really see the other way around where like an Elliot like wants a person to come clean like have that Usually when you are like in that realm, you kind of don't give a f like don't care that much. Mm, and I thought he was I, a great character. But I feel like Elliot cared a lot. He did. Right? Like he cared a lot. And a lot of people were coming at him, like whether that was like, especially on Twitter, because I'm always on Twitter. When am I not? Um, but a lot of people were just coming for him just because of like the decisions he made and like him hooking up with like, jewels or like whatever but i feel like at the end of the day we have to remember like these kids these are kids right like these are literally high schoolers like who were we in high school right like we were making mistakes we were doing dumb shit all does the it time warrant, all the time right like does it does it warrant hatred like no like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and hate on him am i gonna judge certain characters for what they do absolutely some of them are unredeemable in my opinion but i say that lightly because i feel like even as high schoolers even like with some of these characters doing the worst of the worst they are redeemable at the end of the day and like mm -hmm. i think that's one of the lessons that euphoria like has low-key like uh, like within the plot is like how do we as do we as an audience forgive mm -hmm. even the unforgivable like and like I said, like keeping in mind that they're high schoolers, like Nate, for example, or Cassie, like it's so easy to come at them, but like they're really just victims of like what they're experiencing and they're literally trying to process their experience. And maybe it's not in the best way, very questionable, very like scary ways. I'm frightened for Nate Jacobs. If I ever met a Nate Jacobs, I would run the other way. Absolutely not. Wouldn't I catch me in a room with that white man? But like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like people... I think one of the things that Euphoria has made me realize as a viewer, not even like on some deep shit, but like on some deep shit low key, is that having, extending grace to people and having for this kind of like forgiveness and empathy that even for the people that you'd never thought you would have it for. Um, so I found myself very conflicted with even other characters like Cassie and Nate. Um, I felt for Elliot being the new kid and like seeing Rue spiral the way she did and like, you know, having complicated feelings for, with Jules and Rue and like I don't know I just felt for all of the characters in a way um so yeah and it was definitely in like this interesting time period that it's debuted now in a weird social media realm that they are in but Rue's room so me and my friends we you know we're in our 30s and we we noticed the MIA cover uh, poster that Rue had, and we're trying to understand this. Like, okay, the indie sleaze thing is happening. MIA is back full force because of that. Really? I love MIA. I've seen MIA so many times. But are these high schoolers, like, listening to MIA? I know this isn't real, you know? Like, I know this isn't, like... But it's just so bizarre because it's, like, very in the now it's like everything just came all at once right right no i definitely think that like there's always been a subculture within like or subgroup in high school that like mm -hmm. they listen to the older stuff and i always felt kind of out of place even in high school and like even as a college student because all these people listen to like old-time classics and stuff and i'm just not that girl i'm sorry like mm -hmm. 
I, it's not that I don't, but I'm kind of one of those people that like, I'm so overwhelmed with media that I'm not necessarily focused on like, oh my God, this person's the best artist in the world or like blah, blah, blah. I just like to listen to things and watch things for fun and mm-hmm. shits and giggles. Like I don't give a fuck right? realistically. But no, yeah, I think there's always been like a subgroup of kids who listen to that. And like, are they nowadays? I don't know. I'm always around. I'm in New York. So like, I only see like the New York high school kids and I don't know what they're listening to. But I don't know. What did you listen to growing up? Oh my God. <laughs> I actually listened to a, a lot of K-pop in high school. No way. A lot of K-pop. Yeah, I was a like diehard K-pop fan. Um, I think also because like, I'm actually like mixed with Korean. So like, that's why I listened to it a lot was mm. just to learn the language more. And like, I had like an intention behind listening to it. But also, I just really loved like, early like 2000s and like early 2010s k-pop music um these days i'm like i don't know what the kids are listening to but i listen to my old big bang or like you know fx whatever <laughs> still you yeah. still listen to k-pop yeah and also i kind of have to for work like mm-hmm. I, I dabble in it but i'm not definitely not the same fan as i used to be I don't know any of like the really the really new groups. I mm. would say Euphoria, and you're a fashion writer, so yeah, yeah, you're a fashion writer for Nylon Magazine. So after you watch Euphoria, you also jot down or like Gossip Girl or whatever pop culture is going down. You like you are right there. You're on it when it comes to like who's wearing what and what's kind of interesting is that i've read your articles wonderful i've had guests and friend of the pod jerome peels from peels paint he was he had his work jacket on rue the whole season two of euphoria i think he was also really in one as well (laughs) it's just so interesting that i've been reading so many articles and like the fashion sense of all the women that are wearing the stuff but i don't really see that much of what the dudes are wearing but when the 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 i guess women but like there's also other people in the show that wear like dudes clothing it's like not really mentioned that much it's not it's not like a big deal by any means but it's just so funny like jerry hasu has a clothing company he's a skateboarder he has a clothing company called um sci-fi fantasy and the funny part is that it's a t-shirt line in los angeles but kim kardashian rocks like sci-fi fantasy sometimes with brain dead clothing so like it's weird streetwear is still back in some sort of way and i don't really hear too much of those types of fashions within euphoria i mean there's a lot of heaven mm-hmm. there's a lot of mark jacobs heaven all over that too and there's a lot of all these other smaller brands and big brands too as well but i do love seeing that you know you are on it like it must be nice and like to have a fun job to keep up with pop culture and then write about it like all the fashions the next day it's pretty sick right yeah well (laughs) when it comes to like doing like out the best outfits from a show like euphoria or gossip girl thank god the fans are ahead of me because a lot of the fans by the by the time i wake up in the morning a lot of the fans have already id'd what they're wearing right um and so i'm just literally like thank you fans like copy paste um Sometimes I, I can tell, especially if it's like a designer brand, like I can just look at something and be like, that's Balenciaga, that's, you know, but um, no, yeah, they definitely helped out in that sense. And like, there's a lot of people who are dedicated to like finding out what people are wearing on TV. So thank you to them. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> but yeah, and t- when you were talking about like, not a lot of people focus on menswear, I definitely think that like Euphoria has become very like focused on like what the girls are wearing. And sometimes I do, I like ID some of the guys, like what the guys wear sometimes, but they don't really have, I feel like this is just like menswear in general, but like there needs to be more people who are dedicated to like looking at menswear and like being more passionate about menswear and like fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, today. I feel like. It, today. Right, today. Because right. back then it was heavy. Like 
Tumblr heavy back in right, the day. Right, right. Yeah, we yeah, used these to have, days like, is like yeah. these days it's kind of parsed. It's it is because like who's really checking up on hype beasts anymore, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think menswear is always interesting because there's times where it's booming, but then they have like a really long periods of like being stagnant whereas with right. women's wear it's always going up and down like there's right. always like more things happening but i'm interested to see like having especially with like euphoria and like mm-hmm. the gossip girl actors like i'm interested to see how like even their appearances on the red carpet to like award shows and stuff how they're changing up the scene the fashion scene because i feel like they don't under they don't realize that they're doing it like mm-hmm. we really like all eyes are on them to see mm. like what they're wearing like angus cloud it's like this guy didn't even have like an acting career before euphoria and now he's becoming like a style star like right. he's wearing tom brown and burberry like those are very important things yeah. um there needs so to really be a nylon men's back <laughs> to cover yeah angus we need cloud. to bring it back no, we need to bring it back. I, I mean, D- Nylon would definitely love to cover Angus. Like, we love Angus. Like, if you ever want to get interviewed, uh, hit me up. Um, <laughs> but no, I definitely want to see how, like, fashion journalism and menswear, like, progresses in the future. Um, yeah. No, for but sure. But no, I love, in ter- yeah, in terms of my job doing pop culture, I was thinking about this this morning, but I literally wake up every day and get to write about things I love. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I really love that a lot. Like, this morning, I was writing about, like, the girls from Blackpink. Like, where are they for Fashion Week? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, like, so fun. Um, it's really awesome because I realized I was telling my editor this, too, like, when she was in New York. But I was telling her, like, yeah, like, I'm the audience. I'm the target audience for Nylon. So, like, writing these pieces don't feel like work necessarily. Like, I don't hate writing about them because it's just, like, who is aiming like this is who you guys are targeting so like um i'm interested to see like as i get older will writing about things like this be of interest but right now i'm having the fucking time of my life so <laughs> i'm just gonna keep that going write it out no for sure and <laughs> it's good it's it's really good i don't know if the past few years like it sparked more writers i mean i don't know if you know this but like being a writer and writing all of these stories today, people are like becoming not, I don't know if famous is the right word, but like now it's like a big thing. Like people have like, writers have like newsletters and like I could totally see oh, about yeah. like newsletters like, and people mm-hmm. write about like the most interesting or not even interesting. It's like aimless, pointless stuff, but it's still based in pop culture. I, like mm-hmm. like all the dime square stuff or like right. all of the caroline calloway realm <laughs> it's still a thing and of like uncut jams girl <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah so julia it's fox? julia fox like like it's i mean i can totally see you know as your career progresses you you pop the f off like I'm pretty sure like New York Times oh. will totally be there or team. Oh my god, I don't know. Okay, me and my friends always talk about this, but we definitely see ourselves like. Okay, there's a lot of thoughts. First of all, like I don't know if we have time, but <laughs> there's definitely a lot of thoughts surrounding like the journalists to influence their pipeline mm. and like I don't know like where we stand because I feel like. Right. Me and my friends literally just graduated college last year and we all happened to land jobs, but it's still very hard for like a lot of our other peers to get jobs. And, you know, I'm always thankful for like where I am right now. Cause I'm like, I didn't think I'd get a job. <laughs> like I didn't think I'd get a job so soon, especially. So I'm like always grateful about that. But we were thinking about, we were talking the other day and we we're just like, yo, like in a, a year or two from now, we could be editors and like our friends are just getting started. How would that dynamic be different? And then like, mm-hmm. You know, we have like a lot of eyes on us these days. Like my engagements on Instagram, I'm very low key, but even on Instagram, I see the girls watching me. Like the girls are watching me, the people hitting me up from on Instagram and like watching my stories. Like they're like literally on my page all the time. It's just really surreal because I feel like I haven't thought this far of like 
where I would go next. I only thought beyond like, I haven't even thought beyond like high school, like college graduation, I mean. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect. But no, I think now that I have time to think about where my career goes, I think definitely I would love to be an editor at a magazine one day. I think that's obvious. But aside from that, I just want to be chilling. Like I don't have really these big ambitions. I don't expect much out of life. I just want to have fun and <laughs> sure. um, be chill. Like I, And especially with my personality too, I don't think I can handle anything bigger than like, I can't be like editor-in-chief of something. I No way. Or like... I don't know when you said newsletter when you said podcast I think that's interesting we'll see I honestly haven't thought that much about like where my career would take me but I will say I do admire a lot of journalists who do have newsletters and who do have their own little podcast I think that's always important to have something outside of writing as a medium and to explore different mediums as well audio is definitely a cool one as well like having being a being on this podcast is like really interesting interesting experience so far for me I don't know we'll see (laughs) yeah how do you like it so far (laughs) I feel like I was definitely nervous because I didn't expect like I didn't know what to expect but I think now I'm like okay we have these conversations like I know what I I guess I kind of know what I'm talking about um I was surprised at some of the things I said on here so far (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were all great they were all great but I love that you brought up influencer because that's what I was gonna ask I mean it's like a weird joke question, but not really. But are you an influencer? I think. Hmm. I'll give you an example. I'm not an influencer, but because of the fact that I take a bunch of photos and I'm not a photographer, I just take a lot of film photos and they turn out really well. I get skincare products now to try out because like people want to like have me. Do, I'm like, wow, am I like a low key influencer in this weird sense? Or, like all because of my photo work. I don't know if they wanted me to take any photos of me with the skincare, but like, that's just not me, but their skincare is great. But are you an influencer? I think we need to define what an influencer is because I yes. think now it has completely lost. We have lost the plot. We have lost right. it. I, I think when people think of influencers, they think of like the pretty girls or like guys, but pretty girls, like, on instagram and tiktok posting their pr packages and going to events right but like i feel like obviously there's more that encompasses an influencer but like i feel like even the influencers now don't even know what they do (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i think anyone in media um whether you're a writer editor photographer pr i i don't know pr but like writers people who are like very front front facing i think we're OG influencers. Mm-hmm. No matter where the social media shit takes us, there's always going to be a need for press. So, like, we are the influencers. Like, if our jobs weren't important, then we would not be in business. Like, there's always going to be a need for writers and editors and press. And um, so, by that, I guess you can say, yes, I'm an influencer in some ways, not by like the numbers, not by like the the filtered selfies and the PR unboxings and stuff like that. Like that's not really my thing. I I have so many thoughts on like influencer culture because I feel very conflicted about it because mm-hmm. I think definitely before starting the job or when I just started off, I was very naive. I was like, right. yes, influencer girlies, her. I think now I'm like being in fashion and seeing the role that influencers play in fashion I'm very hesitant of them now and I'm very like skeptical of them because I realized, like I said, what do they do? Like, but no, really, like, what do they do? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think I came to this realization, especially when I was at New York Fashion Week and seeing them in these fashion spaces. And it was really hard for me to like, I had to like digest them being in these spaces because I'm like, first of all, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, it was kind of irritating to see them in these spaces sometimes. Like some of them definitely well-deserved. There are influencers, obviously like Wisdom K, for example, who's like doing his thing. Like he's literally redefining menswear on TikTok, like how iconic. And so he definitely has like a good voice in fashion. But for like most influencers, they're kind of like wanting to do so much but they don't but they don't do anything at the same time right like they want to be in the fashion spaces they want to have beauty brands they want to do wellness stuff but they don't have like anything that they're particularly like known for or good no. No. <laughs> like, 
so it's it's confusing so when I was at fashion week and seeing them take the seats of like EICs and EICs being pushed to the back mm-hmm. or like like yeah editing teeth being pushed to the back for these influencer girls to sit front row like that had me so upset for some reason because I was like wow like I said we lost the plot like right. this is not how this goes like no people in media are here at fashion week and at these events for work right the girls are the influencer girls are here for play like that's the difference I don't want to seem like I'm hating but I'm also a hater hater first mm-hmm. hater second um <laughs> but I just think that yeah I think like I said media people and people in media like we're influencers obviously in some ways but in terms of like what influencers are known today I think we just need to like redefine it and -hmm. figure out like what makes an influencer because if that's the case I feel like a lot of people aren't influencers they just have numbers (laughs) like they just have numbers they just do PR unboxings they just go to events here and there like they wear pretty clothes I don't know there needs to be more especially if you're trying to dive into other spaces like you need to have more substance and like more things that you do than just being exactly a, a pretty face. Exactly. Like, what did you do before being an influencer? Right. Like, where are your interests outside of the internet? And like, right. how does the internet tie into what you're interested in? Like, you know, there's just like a whole cycle and like a whole loop of questions I've been asking myself when it comes to influencers. Um, and I'm friends with some of them. Like, some of them are cute. Like, they're cool. They're cool people. Like, I'm not dissing their personalities. Others, I'm question mark question mark question mark at them <laughs> but it's just like at the end of the day like with brands and even like designers like taking putting them as priority mm-hmm. over like media people over eic's over writers whatever it's just interesting to see like pe- like how brands and how like the fashion industry is changing because they're prioritizing like temporary numbers and like right. views over like the longevity like you know like i don't know it's just i i have so many thoughts and these are <laughs> all valid thoughts all these are good valid thoughts for sure only because the fact that at the end of the day we get that it's like a job but do you really care about what you're promoting like exactly I think a lot of, and what I saw at Fashion Week and just like the attitudes, like you just know people's energies, like you right. drop on conversations. You know that the, these a lot of these people don't care. No. In the long run, like I'm at Fashion Week running on two hours with me because I have to work. And also like I'm actually analyzing these brands because I care. Like I want to know what mm. we can expect for fall 2022 fashion right. um, and what we can expect from these designers. But there's a lot of people who just want to go just so they can say they've went. And I think that like pisses me off more than anything. It's because like, and and it pisses me off because we're letting them in these spaces. Not not me though. Y'all be easy. Um, Y'all, I'm saying y'all. Y'all are letting them in these spaces, (laughs) and it's just like I'm not understanding why. (laughs) And I wish I don't want to be that person. Like like I said, I'm a hater. I don't give a fuck. Mm We need to gatekeep more. There needs to be more gatekeeping. Let's bring mm-hmm. it back a little bit. Let's bring. I have back. been saying Let's... that as well. Yo, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. It's but it's interesting that you say that because uh, we do. <laughs> wow, we do need to bring back gatekeeping. I mean, like <laughs> it's more. I but I do like the other day when I went to a podcast festival. I felt the gatekeeping at that podcast festival i could feel the gatekeeping only because the fact that like it was like super dorky but like the fact that it was (laughs) so like in like the there is like the media space but then there's also like the people that do sound like sound engineer or like went to school for sound like Mm -hmm. those people that are like in that space and like audio and whatnot they were just all there and like i could feel the gatekeepingness of it and i was just like oh wow so this is what it feels like for an outsider that doesn't is not in those two realms to just like go and participate but also i do like that because put that pressure on me so i can be better than you you know what i'm saying well exactly i feel like when people think of gatekeeping it's all there's like negative connotations and i think 
you have to be careful when you use that word but also like what you mean by it because when I mean gatekeeping, I don't mean holding back resources from people who are like genuinely interested. Like, of course, when my of friends course. are like, you Spread know, students, even wealth. like, <clears throat> yeah, right. Like, even people who like reach out to me asking for advice, like, I'm never going to hold back resources. From no, no, like, no, 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 no. Come on, now. like, we're not doing that. But I think with gatekeeping, it just what I mean by that is just like having more of like a guideline and like a more of like within the community of said mm-hmm. individuals, whether that's media or podcasting, audio engineering, whatever, like having like kind of like a mutually agreed, low key subconscious understanding of who belongs in these spaces. Because I feel like another thing, and this kind of ties in with like influencer girls and like white privilege, mm-hmm. a lot of these girls feel like they need to be in every single space. Right. Not every space is for you. And that's fine. <laughs> like that's my issue. Like, you don't need to be in every space to be successful. And that's why I kind of have this this beef with them because I'm like, you're trying to do so much and you don't even know what the fuck you're good at. No. Like, <laughs> you don't need to be in every yeah, space. You don't come have at to them. be Let's go. girl. Mm-hmm. Right, like you don't, have to be, you don't have to be a fashion girl. Like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to be that girl. Like, mm-hmm. you can be good at other things. Um, but yeah, I just wish like the community of said individual, media people, whatever, like we have like our own subconscious understanding of like, who belongs and i think we as writers as people in editorial and stuff like we do have that understanding and we yeah. are very aware that influencers some influencers we understand but like having all these girls trying to get into these spaces is like too much like y'all are doing too much you don't i don't know it's just at the end of the day is kind of thinking of like do you deserve to be in this space have you worked hard to be in this space and if not like it's okay you don't need to be at every single media event. You don't have to be at every single fashion show to be relevant. Like, just stay in your place. Know your place. <laughs> like, I don't know. I have very interesting, hardcore thoughts about them. <laughs> and I'm glad that we got them out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hats off to you. hats off to you and everything that you do for some disarmament. Wear many hats. Solutions. Desar and wear many hats. We'll love to have you write about our podcast and in nylon. If that ever happens, this episode was phenomenal. Um, it needs to be put on a plaque or it just needs to get out there because we covered basically the mixed generations of Gen Z and millennials right now. So um, it was phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. <laughs> if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Uh, I know I know you told me you were gonna ask me this, but I know that I asked my my family a while back what what I should say, but I couldn't find the message. But what I thought about, okay, if I could get a chest tattoo, I think I would say time heals all. Mm-hmm. That's so corny, but I think based off like things that I've went through and like you know seeing how my friends and like people around me the things that they've been through as well just having that reminder like time heals all like things take time Uh, maybe you won't be all the way healed but like one step at a time kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but I'm the kind of person like honestly if I get a tattoo it's gonna be something stupid too like I'll get like a little some little like cartoon on my chest you around the around the phrase or like i don't know little hearts i love hearts (laughs) i mean i think time heals all time heals all it really does yeah (laughs) from experience it's it does plug your socials where can people find you oh yes if you guys want to follow me um yeah i'm india roby you guys can just find me on nylon literally just search up my name and put nylon after it. you can find literally my bylines, everything I've ever written. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's India Jade, actually spelled I-N-D-I-A-J-D-E. So without the A in the middle of Jade. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, which you definitely should because I'm funny as hell on there too. <laughs> um, sometimes things don't make it to Instagram. I only post on Twitter sometimes. It will just be India underscore Roby. So follow me. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, India, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you so much. 
Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. <laughs>